Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, it's like whack-a-mole. Thank you all. Have a great day. We're you joined too. now by Vicki Salemi, a career expert from Monster. How are you, Vicki? I'm good. How are you doing, Tommy? Yeah, I'm all right. I like the cold weather. Where are you right now? Where, where do you join us from? I am in the Midwest. So I am heading um, home to New York next week. So it will be very cold. So I'm actually looking forward to it. So do you like it cold and not hot? I do. And it sounds like you like it cold as well I for the do. holidays at least. And I'm living yeah. in the wrong area for that. But I have my whole life and maybe that's why I'm ready to try something different. All right, let's talk yep. about the job market. Um, mm-hmm. For a long time, we heard that it was not for a long time, but with COVID and so forth, it was an employee's market. The great resignation, the great quit, all of this stuff and all of that. Has anything changed? If you're going to make a move, should you have made it by now? What are we looking at? It's not too late. Companies are still hiring. And, you know, there are definitely layoffs in the news and people are experiencing job loss. However, um, companies are still hiring. And especially now with seasonal hiring jobs, it's not too late to consider, let's say, a part-time side hustle um, for now and through the new year as well. Say that part again. It's not too late to consider a part-time side hustle, like perhaps retail or e-commerce for the holidays for now and into the new year. Well, well. you threw me because when you said side hustle, I'm thinking about starting up some kind of side job or something. You're talking about picking up a part-time job, right? Yes. Yeah. In the gig economy. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, So... I'm a little bit confused. I know Elon Musk is somebody unto himself and, and saying, you know, happy days are over, come here, ready to work and all of that kind of stuff. Um, is that going to be a new trend? Amazon, I think, is laying off 10,000 people. I, I, I still can't get my mind around how people can still um, not have enough people to, to provide services and ask for, uh, you know, not enough service, not enough this, not enough that. But yet we hear that other people are laying off. Does it all depend on what it is you do for a living or just, uh, I guess, limited to different fields? It is. And so what job seekers should do, and even if you're currently working and you're not really looking for a new job, it's always in someone's best interest to keep your eyes and ears open. Because regardless of what company or what industry you're in, you always want to look out for number one. And that's yourself in terms of having your resume polished up skill, meaning Find out what perhaps online certifications you can get. What type of learning opportunities do you have internally? Always think about your professional collateral so you're not, let's say, told that you're losing your job tomorrow or today, that you you have um, some coals in the fire, so to speak, or you, you're applying to jobs and you have some interviews coming up. Even if you're happily employed, it's always a good idea just to know job security for yourself to have that resume in circulation. I was talking to somebody yesterday about um, some basic business training and so forth, and and the the, um, topic of elevator pitch, elevator conversation came up. And I'd I'd never heard that before, and and, I'm not 20 years old. Um, Is that a new concept, or are those the kind of things that people need to stay abreast of and aware of so that they can compete in today's business environment? 
Exactly. They should have an elevator pitch. And now is actually a great time of year because perhaps they're holiday networking or more social opportunities than you'd have, let's say, in January. So think about a 30-second pitch that's authentic and true to who you are and what you do. Let's go. Let's go. Tech, of, let me take a time out, though, Vicky. Let's go back for a second yeah. because I think I know what I'm talking about. Maybe other people don't. Maybe they know more about it than I do. But um, what exactly is this, this, this elevator pitch, this 30-second pitch? What is the idea behind it? What are you trying to do? You're trying to make a positive impression and be succinct. So the person leaves that conversation knowing who you are. So it could be, you know, perhaps you're not looking for a job and you're just saying, hi, I'm Vicki Salemi. I'm a career expert at Monster, and it would be great for us to connect. Or it could be someone who's like, hi, you know, I'm a, tech, I'm a technology coder and I'm looking for a new job. Do you know anyone at these companies? Or is there anyone in your network that you think I should speak to who hires UX, you know, designers or something. So it's being specific with an ask, or if it's not an ask, it's basically just saying, like, this is who I am. It's basically, if someone, you handed someone a business card or a resume that had an executive summary with two sentences, what do you want those two sentences to say? So in a very high level, you're capturing, maybe you're bilingual and you speak, you know, and that you're you're fluent in Mandarin. You know, you, you speak another language or there's something that's so unique. So that's what it is. Christmas parties are coming up. And, you know, yesterday our CEO was in town. And sometimes people are not familiar with talking to the big uppity ups. Um, any advice in terms of uh, how you present yourself to the people that you work with and how to best uh, improve your chances of remaining employed and hopefully advancing? Is the Christmas party really a place to do that? And if so, how do you do it? Yeah, great question, Tommy. You can do a couple of things. First of all, oh, don't shy away from it. Actually embrace it because many people may not approach the boss's boss's boss, but it's a great opportunity for you to do that. I would say arrive early or you know, definitely on time. Don't be fashionably late. And approach that person. Introduce yourself and mention something. It doesn't have to be a work-related conversation. It could be like, oh, wow, what a great restaurant this is. Really enjoyed it last year. And you can ask them if they're, they have travel plans during the holidays. Then you could say, oh, you know, I work in marketing. And we worked on this really great project this year. And I'm looking forward to the next year. Or, you know, you can ask for, you know, perhaps, can I schedule perhaps coffee with you? It would be great to connect with you one-on-one in the new year. And, you know, maybe there's someone that's not a boss's boss's boss, but it's someone that's more lateral in another department that you want to pick their brain and have, like, an informational session about their department and what they do. It's a great opportunity. But also you just want to, you know, approach yourself, be professional, be polished, and be a little bit prepared. Know exactly what you're going to say without sounding scripted. Let me pick it up here. We come back. We're talking to Vicky Salemi with Monster. We're talking about an, is it an employer's market or an employee's market? Uh, are those looking to make a change in the new year? If they are, what should they be doing right now to prepare? We're talking about Christmas parties, behavior there, and how to best present yourself. And we'll also talk about trends for the new year with remote work and hybrid work as this year ends and a new one approaches. 916, first day of December. Tommy Tucker, back in a flash here on WWL. 922, talking to Vicki Salemi, our friend, career expert for Monster about the labor market. And people that are looking maybe to make a change in the new year, what they should be doing now to prepare. I'm getting some emails from people that are concerned about Christmas parties. And one of them asks simply, do I take any risk if I choose not to go? 
That's a great question. Um, it, without knowing more information, my advice is, you know, you should hopefully go just for a little bit. You don't have to stay the whole time. But if you don't go, I mean, I've not gone to, I should speak for myself. I have not gone to my every single holiday party and I wasn't fired. So people, mm-hmm. people are concerned, like, what are ramifications if you don't go? It may just be one of those social things where your boss may not be like, oh, so we're so-and-so. Your absence may be more noticeable than if you were to go and just stay for a little bit. So don't know if that helps. <laughs> I, I guess it would be, it would depend on what the size of the organization too, because if it's a 400 person party, well, not so much. If it's just five going to dinner, well, yeah, you're going to kind of be missed if you don't go and if you don't have a good excuse, right? Exactly. And that's the thing with the excuse, like what is going on? You don't have to share details of your personal life, but if you've I'm assuming no, you know when it's going to be ahead of time, you should try to make it, make a good effort to show up. Again, you don't have to stay the whole time. Another email pops up. Oh, wait, let me, before I get to this other email, what about the French exit? I I learned what that was a while back. I didn't understand exactly what that is. Can you explain to people what that is, Vicki? What is a French exit? Oh, that's where you just, apparently you just leave and you don't say anything to anybody. You just oh, kind you of, just disappear. You, you go just them. leave out the. You just slide out the door and you don't say goodbye or anything. Before I don't know where the expression came from, but that's what they call it. Um, do, do you have to make a big deal out of when you? We had a hundredth anniversary party for WWL big dinner, and I had to leave because I had to get up very early in the morning. So I just kind of you know told the person at the table that I was with that I got to leave because I got to get up early, and I just kind of left without making a big to do. Uh, your thoughts on that at a Christmas party? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for enlightening me. I didn't know that's that's an interesting expression. I, I hope it's yeah, real. I would, do, I would do what you did. Like, I would mention it to someone that you're speaking with. So then all of a sudden they're like, wait, where did Tommy go? He was just here and now he left. Like, what's mm-hmm. up with that? You don't have to make an, a concerted effort to go to everyone at the function to then say goodbye because that could take a long time. But I would say to check in maybe with your immediate colleagues or whoever you're speaking with just so you tell at least one person like you know what? I, I have to be up early I do need to go have a great night and then scoot out the door um, but I wouldn't necessarily just bolt for the door without telling anyone like goodbye yeah no one scoot it was me that's an inside <laughs> joke Vicky because we had a guy here that works on the air named scoot and I was just entertaining Tim who mans master control because I just want to make sure he's paying attention. Now, to the next <laughs> the next uh, email about Christmas parties that says, how do you draw a line between butt-kissing and schmoozing? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. Well, what you feel comfortable with. I, You know, schmoozing to me is speaking to colleagues and higher-ups, networking with them, chatting with them, getting in their good graces compared to perhaps whatever. It's also very objective what you describe as kissing, perhaps like um, not being authentic to yourself and trying to get ahead with not your true authenticity. So I would say do what makes you feel comfortable because there is a level of, you know, networking, chatting, being polished, professional, putting your best foot forward. Um, that what feels comfortable for you. So, so it feels uneasy, then don't cross that line. It is a shade of gray, gray though, and I think it, it all depends on the person. Somebody, te- uh, not texting, we're having tr- problems with the text line, but email, emailed me, rather, saying that um, they have a company party coming up. The regional director is going to be there. They've never met. Is it best to just maintain a low profile or how do they go up and introduce themselves to this person, explain what they do, et cetera? Yeah, I would definitely approach um, and introduce yourself to this 
regional director. And you could be very um, straightforward, very simple, like just saying, hi, you know, introduce your name. This is my role. I've been with the company five, the company five years or however long. Welcome to the group. And where do you live? And you can just make small talk. But I would definitely introduce yourself. I wouldn't um, shy away from that. And many people probably would shy away from it. So it's all the more reason for you to approach this person. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. Just, you know, just say hello. Introduce yourself with your name and your title. This email says, I tried the five-minute pitch or the elevator approach at a company party two years ago and was rebuffed with the boss saying this is not the place to talk about business, the time or the place to talk about business. Okay, so it's interesting because so then I wouldn't do it again in that situation. No, I wouldn't do it it again. Right, right. But I think it depends on the company. And so in this case, your boss is probably saying, okay, this is 100% social. We're not here to talk about work, which is good insight to know. Um, I mean, other situations, and again, based on the company culture, based on the environment, perhaps it's a work lunch and during the day versus maybe a holiday party at night at a hotel or something with a grand, a grand ballroom. So I think, you know, it's good that you tried and you got that information, which is helpful feedback for you going forward. This email reminds me of me. I blurted out something I didn't mean to. Then the more I tried to explain it away with the division manager, the worse it got. What do you do if you if you just step in it and say the wrong thing? How do you extricate yourself from that device? Yes, I would say, you know, own up to it and apologize or say something like, oh, I said something, um, that whatever the situation was, and then stop talking. <laughs> and then, because your boss at this point probably understand and is shaking his or her head and nodding. Okay, we get it and things happen, and then just move on. What about from the boss's standpoint at these holiday parties? How should they conduct themselves? Yeah, the same way you should, you know, if you're not a boss, is just professionally be, be pilot, be, pilot, be polite, um, be professional, and you're there to, you know, you're a leader, and so you're demonstrating you're an example of the company. You're an extension of it. So, you know, to promote inclusivity, and you're there also to hopefully celebrate an excellent year that your company and your team and your department had and to enjoy the time spent with each other. So I think the boss definitely should show up. I know we were talking earlier, do you have to go, especially as a boss, you definitely should um, show up and just, you know, mingle and, and talk to people and try not to, the thing with parties, um, especially at companies is groups tend to stick with each other because that they're your work family, but it's also a good opportunity to branch out. Yes. You can hang out with your work family, but also associated as a boss, you might want to talk to your peers in other departments, and you don't have to keep it on a work level at all. You know, you can talk about the food, talk about travel plans, holiday plans, and things like that. I see a story here from um, Forbes about a study that was conducted small that showed that people that worked less hours um, were more productive, say a four-day work week. Uh, the amount of sick or personal leave time declined throughout the month is that a new model that we all could be looking at and what is the other trend in terms of working from home and uh, hybrid working etc since the pandemic yeah such a great question you know it really depends you know there's a lot of news of course about the four-day work week overseas and here and some companies are piloting and it's a great time actually for job seekers to determine what type of organization they want to work for that has a variety because before the pandemic it was typically in an office let's say nine to five nine to six or not or at the location let's say if you work in a hospital or something um so the key now is transparency we're seeing a lot of transparency at monster and job postings so for job seekers who want a four-day work week and they feel like they may be more productive more refreshed 
um, you can ask employers. First of all, look at the job description because it's most likely going to say even like hybrid or 100% remote or where the location is of the actual work that's going to be done, but also perhaps the hours. And if it is a four-day work week or is it maybe a 10-hour 10, 10 work day or, and the benefits as well. Um, so it's important for job seekers to have this information and also know what you're looking for because there are more options than there were in the past. Um, if somebody is planning on making a career change at the first of the year, I don't think you want to, first of all, I don't think you want to quit before you have something else. And secondly, you don't want to just start trying to put something together on the first of the year because the calendar page turned. You want to start working right now, don't you? Yes, I would not wait. I would definitely start working right now. And companies that need to hire aren't saying, you know what, we're going to wait until January to interview. They are interviewing candidates now. So make sure your resume is updated. Think about, especially this year-end performance review time, you can look at your performance um, reviews and copy and paste that into your resume, get your resume up to date, start networking, especially now we're talking about holiday parties. Let's say they're externally. Maybe previously you didn't consider going to a holiday party in the local chapter of your national professional organization, but you may want to consider showing up and maybe to lunch and maybe it won't be that much time out of your day and start networking externally for sure. This is a good email, and, and I think it's appropriate. This world that we live in is increasingly small with companies owning companies and only two or three players in a marketplace or whatever um, industry it is. How do you, and, and people talk, right? So how do you go about finding another job without your current employer knowing that you're looking or handle that if they do find out because, you know, you got person A that used to work with B, but now they're over at C company, but A and B still talk. And they say, oh, by the way, you know, um, N sent me a resume and uh, they're looking for work. I thought you might want to know that. Yes, yes. No, it can be a small world. That's why it's important when you do apply and you don't, first of all, don't tell anyone that you work with, even if it's your work best friend, just definitely keep it confidential. Now, as for the employers talking amongst each other, that's something that you will hopefully not encounter. But if it does, then that's definitely not some place you want to work with because they should keep your confidence, your candidacy 100% confidential. Even I'm a former corporate recruiter, and even in instances when, let's say, someone in the group referred someone that we were interviewing, we didn't even tell the person who was who referred them. Like, we kept it 100% confidential. As to your second question, Tommy, how to handle it, just very tactfully. I mean, I've seen situations where bosses have approached someone and said, you know, I know you're looking because I got a call and they from so-and-so and they have your resume and you can handle it however you feel most comfortable. The first to me would be honesty, which is, can be uncomfortable. Yes, I'm looking externally, but you can try to leverage like, well, are there opportunities here? Because I didn't see any, maybe, you know, I'd really like working here or, you know, maybe there's an opportunity internally, or you can say, you know, whatever you feel that would be comfortable, but you should be prepared for them to ask you. And that's why it's important not to print your resume at work, do all of your job searching outside company hours. Um, even if you're on a bus and you're, let's say, applying a job online on the, while you're sitting on the bus or something, that's not at work. So that's okay. But don't do your job searching or definitely not your interviewing during company hours. Somebody, uh, one final email for you, said they're in uh, just turning 50. They're terribly afraid of losing their job because they don't know how they would recreate themselves. I, I could understand how that could be a problem. What would you tell them? Yes, I would say think about different skill sets that you can gain to reinvent yourself in terms of perhaps certification, 
online working um, manufacturing logistics, different areas that are ramping up and continue to hire, but also there are more opportunities than in the past in terms of if you've worked, let's say, a full-time job and you're worried and you're you're thinking, okay, how do I recreate myself? Think about other opportunities, maybe a plan B, maybe two part-time jobs that you can get your foot in the door to working, let's say, landing a full-time job offer. There are different ways right now to reinvent yourself, think of education, think about skills, get those networking um, contacts back in um, full effect for, to build those relationships again to get back on your feet. And if you're an employer, it's not slavery, right? I mean, you can't blame people for trying to better themselves. Right, right. And if I'm an employer, I'm thinking, well, this is, you know, candidates just, um, just sorry, withdraw their job offers, employer, employees, we like turnover is a fact of when you're managing people and they're top performers, it, at some point they will probably leave those really important for employers to try to keep them engaged, keep them happy, keep them, you know, we give them opportunities to learn, but also pay them well. And in recent monster survey, we know, 61% of candidates said that pay is the top thing they consider when looking for a new job. So for employers to pay people fairly, pay them well, pay them what they're worth, is worth their weight in gold in keeping them. Vicki, thank you so much. Valuable information as always. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great uh, holiday season if we don't talk to you, okay? Thanks. You too, Tommy. And safe travels. Vicki Salemi, career expert from Monster 936, now 24 before 10. we come back, we're going to talk to Meg Ferris, WWL-TV reporter, a new about a plan the city council is going to consider today to wipe out medical debt for some... Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.